Betsy and Thomas here for the American Intelligence Media. Today we have some bombshell tweets for you. They're on January 12th, 2019, but honestly, I think they're going to be tweets that we will read for many, many years to come. Thomas, you ready to go? Yes, ma'am. You got to be ready to dodge these T-bombs because I'm telling you, he is just hysterically funny. His tongue is so far in his cheek, he must be laughing his way all the way to the second inaugural address. Okay, so let's savor these. Now, remember, you can go to the link if you want to read the tweets and also any of the reference material that we talk about. We also put that in that uh, hyperlink. Wow, just learned in the failing New York Times that the corrupt former leaders of the FBI almost all fired or forced to leave the agency for some very bad reasons opened up an investigation on me for no reason and no proof after I fired lion James Comey, a total sleaze. Now, what he's talking about, of course, is the failed New York Times because without uh, Carlos Slim's money, which is basically crooked money from Mexico, if it wasn't supporting it, it would have failed a long time ago. So when he always calls it the failing New York Times, it should have failed quite some time ago, by the way. And it is just, you know, it's a lying machine, and it's a leak machine, and it's a, uh, it's basically just a propaganda piece of nonsense. But anyway, when he's talking about this, they make these references that there was an investigation opened on him that was for obstruction of justice. Now, what's funny about that is it was Rod Rosenstein, Rat Rodenstein, and Jeff Sessions who wrote the recommendation to fire Comey. So there couldn't have been any obstruction of justice. They voluntarily did that. And if you read the letter and the recommendation, the list is long of the mistakes that Comey made, which were absolutely probably the most grotesque mistakes any FBI director has ever made. And so he certainly deserved to be fired. But he didn't mean to when he did that, but he certainly did mean to do it later when he refused to tell the president that there were three ongoing counterintelligent investigations on him. Let's remember that three of them, there were three of them that were openly shown to the public, the joint uh, investigation on Russian meddling, which Clapper always is uh, quoting, uh, there was one right after that and a third one, and now there's the Mueller investigation. So there's technically been four investigations totaling hundreds of millions of dollars, hundreds of personnel who have been But it's not an investigation anymore. It's a CYA for Mueller to cover his butt on a, a lot of crimes that have been occurring in D.C. and to try to get rid of President Trump. It's still, a, a, what do you call it, the Committee to Overthrow the President? Yes, it was uh, at one point called the Committee for Impeachment. It was called the Small uh, Interagency Working Group. It was called uh, the the Handlers of the Insurance Policy. Many, I think I counted 12 or 13 names that we know from the struck page text messages. And those are just the t- tip of the iceberg that were released because, remember, it was Peter Struck himself that was asked by the crooked certainly not white hat Michael Horowitz, the inspector general, to choose which of these text messages between these two people who Betsy always points out, they probably weren't lovers. That's a cover for why they were allowed not to turn over anything that was personal. So supposedly the reason we only got 230 some of these 
to actually look at out of the 15,000 that we know were recovered from the 55,000 that existed but came up missing at one point. And now we find that all the rest of those are missing. Oops, no, now they found them again, but they've come up missing again since they've been found. So these are the ones Trump was talking about recently and others about the 19,000 struck page messages. If those truly came out unredacted and without taking, uh, without Peter Strzok being able to remove from them all that he did, we would have basically, as Betsy always points out, the assassination plot to kill Donald Trump. And it's going to be black and white, is my prediction. Black and white, no question about it. They had run out of options, and their insurance policy, in my opinion, is that they were planning to take him out. And they've said so uh, in so many words, even in the ones that were released. So what we're looking at is he's talking about that this group attempted, even after... Rod Rosenstein and Sessions wrote the recommendation to fire Comey to open another investigation because, remember, Comey denied there being any any investigation three times to Trump personally and three times in public under testimony. But there was a counterintelligence operation. It wasn't an investigation. And that's the reason that he didn't tell the truth about that. And it was called Crossfire Hurricane. And it, as we just mentioned morphed into 12 or 13 different groups, and now it is the Mueller witch hunt. The next tweet reads, Funny thing about James Comey, everybody wanted him fired, Republican and Democrat alike, after the rigged and botched crooked Hillary investigation, where she was interviewed on July 4th weekend, not recorded or sworn in, and where she says she didn't know anything, a lie. The FBI was in complete turmoil, see the New York Post, because of Comey's poor leadership and the way he handled the Clinton mess, not to mention his usurpation of powers from the Justice Department. My firing of James Comey was a great day for America. He was a crooked cop. Well, there's a lot to be said there. The First off, I just want to make perfectly clear that there was no interview with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was never named in the midterm exam, which is what they called it, which Loretta Lynch made them change to the matter. In fact, Hillary Clinton was never named as a party of interest, and there was no interview, and there were no notes, and there was no recording, because to uh, an entire month before that, James Comey had already written the exoneration of Hillary Clinton and the worst espionage uh, situation we've ever had in America. And Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and Andrew McCabe and James Baker all edited that document before Comey spoke it to the world and exonerated Hillary Clinton, dropping essentially dropping the matter, saying that, you know, no one would take the case. Well, this was a complete worse than botched case. This was somebody who was out of their mind because no one has ever done such a horrible job in the FBI. I mean, that they never even named Hillary Clinton as a party of interest while looking at her emails as being leaked as a national security issue. But they can't do that because then they're going to have to look at Robert Mueller hauling his uranium over to Russia. 
Oh, well, yes, the yellow cake, which was personally delivered as his as Hillary Clinton's uh, step-and-fetch-it boy when he was the head of the FBI, directly to Putin, so that Putin would believe that we could produce enriched uranium from our own mines that he was taking over the ore from our own Uranium One mines that had previously been owned by a Canadian. This is such a, a unbelievable scam, but... Scam. Let, let's be clear here. We are talking about massive treason. Massive. On a scale that we have never seen before. That spills over to countries who also were in on it. They were all trying to take him down. This is Donald Trump. Why? Because he is a total threat to the globalists. And we the people, we have his back. That's what the problem is here. And this is why it's taken so slow for this to unroll. But you know, so what? At least Trump knows where all the bad guys are. They're, they can't leave. Crooked Hillary Clinton's crooked cop, Comey. I like it. It's like an alliteration. And in the second part of this beautiful, beautiful T-bomb here, we're continuing, he's continuing to talk about the matter or the midterm exam or the non-interview with Hillary, look the other way. Uh, oh, have you destroyed the stuff that we told you we might want to look at? That's what they that meeting was for, was to ask her assistance if they had destroyed the material that, it's, that would be the material evidence for this particular investigation, if it actually was an investigation, which it really wasn't an investigation. And of course, Peter Strzok was in charge of that. So basically, she was, of course, innocent uh, long before the investigation was completed, and certainly there really was no investigation. And what is happening now that Trump is talking about in the second part of this is that McCabe threw Comey under the bus. Lisa Page threw Comey under the bus. Bruce Orr, Peter Strzok, they all threw Comey under the bus, and Comey is still standing there with his unbelievable smile on his face, as if he is innocent or he's above the law, well, he is. When Mueller first started his witch hunt, he first probably investigated it by giving it the star witness immunity, and that star witness would have been James Comey. And so anything that Mueller asked Comey about, which would have been every crime Comey ever committed, and certainly in relationship to when he was the head of the FBI, was asked of Comey, and because he gave his testimony on it, he cannot be prosecuted on it. This is the only way that he could possibly be still not in jail. We know that he was an institutional leaker. We know that he was he participated in all kinds of illegal activity. We have listed 28 of them, which was on Truthers Headlines just yesterday. And we have said from the beginning that he was probably the star witness, and that is the reason that he acts with impunity and acts as if he has 100% immunity. Well, this sounds like what the Jesuits would do. It, it's a total a tactic, because I'm going to forgive you of all your crimes, you confess them, and then he's out there, and Mueller can't touch him, and, and so everybody throws him under the bus, but that's okay, because they know that he's protected by Mueller. Well, at this point, it is all bottlenecked through Mueller, because the 58-page document that Sally Yates wrote stating that Michael Horowitz can't look at the evidence of an ongoing special counsel investigation is incorrect. That is not true. And because they're still acting under such guidance, uh, in other words, the Department of Justice is still 
broken, worse than broken. It goes backwards and it covers the trail of the true criminals, just like the witch hunt is not looking at the witch. The witch is Hillary Clinton. And who is the warlock? That would be John Podesta. And who is the evil uh, demon behind them? That would be George Soros. Very easily found if you actually had the, the Democratic National Committee's server. If the FBI had ever really looked at it, all that evidence would be there. Well, let's go into the next tweet, which mentions that. Okay, he was a crooked cop who is being totally protected by his best friend, Bob Mueller, and the 13 angry Democrats leaking machines who have no interest in going after the real collusion and much more by crooked Hillary Clinton, her campaign, and the Democratic National Committee. Just watch. Now, what does he want us to watch? Uh, That's the point. He's just watch means slowly, slowly. What we're watching is, is that when the witch hunt is over, they're going to eat up Andrew Weissman, who was in fact the Inquisitor, who kicked down doors, stole things from the uh, uh, president-elect's archived uh, information in the National Registry, and uh, stole Cohen's personal notes, uh, completely acted illegally with Manafort, so on and so forth. It should be thrown out in the end, but it won't matter, because during that time, Herr Mueller has, who's been the head of the SS, oh, SES, sorry, uh, Senior Executive Service, which is just like the SS, has been the bottleneck. Nothing happens in Washington. Nothing. You can't order a, a sandwich with Russian salad dressing on it without asking the Mueller team first if that's going to interfere with their investigation. So everything, including Michael Horowitz's own investigation, IG, which is supposed to be in charge of that special counsel investigation, but is not because of the... Traitor, Sally Yates, who had to be fired. And Trump keeps pointing out, these are really crooked people. They all had to be fired for horrible things they did. But they weren't often fired. They often just quit. They got out before they had to answer questions under oath while they were still working for the government. And that's what Rat Rodenstein's trying to do. Get out before he has to answer questions uh, because he has always uh, uh, deferred to the Michael Horowitz Inspector General investigation is, oh, don't worry, they'll take care of it. Oh, politicalization between the DOJ and the FBI. Don't worry, Michael Horowitz, the great white hat, is going to take care of it. Oh, don't worry, Huber's going to help him. Oh, don't worry, Lausch is going to help him. No, those are all lies. We told you those are lies. That is just where truth goes to die. What's really happening is, slowly, slowly, we are seeing Comey, McCabe, Struck and Page begin to falter. We saw James Wolfe even take a, 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 a quick little cop for being a leaker, and as Trump points out here, the leaking machines. And so eventually, eventually, and we keep telling you, until he's in his second term, he is fighting, and he's fighting for his life and for the life of the Republic and trying to get it back from the Brits, who we never got away from in 1776. We are still under the control of the British. The next tweet reads, I have been far tougher on Russia than Obama, Bush, or Clinton. Maybe tougher than any other president. At the same time, and as I have often said, getting along with Russia is a good thing, not a bad thing. I fully expect that someday we will all have a good we will all have good relations with Russia again. And of course we will. 
Because once we realize that it's the Tavistock Institute and the propaganda wars that have been put out by the British for over 100 years who always use Russia as the boogeyman, except there were a couple of breaks in history where they didn't, that's the, that is the boogeyman for them. Russia, Russia, Russia. I mean, even now, digital impulses on your screen are Russian bots. We saw that in the election, Russians everywhere, and it wasn't the Russians, it was actually the British acting as if they were Russians to the Global Engagement Center, sending out those Russian influence advertisements, which 65% of went out after the election was over. And they weren't good. Have you seen them? Oh, they were horrible. They're awful. It was sort of like the the uh, propaganda pieces that the Ministry of Defense in Britain had recently put out to recruit young people uh, for the army. And you look at these pieces and you go, oh my gosh, who is on their publicity team? This really bad stuff. It's the Brits. They never do a good job with memes. Not all the way back to the uh, the War Council, the War Board, or... They did terrible memes. Anyway, uh, what he's saying here is uh, a triple entendre. He is saying, hello, Obama and Hillary were in bed with Putin long before the 2016 presidential election. Stupid people. Just look. They gave him tons of money. They were over there all the time. They built a tech city for them. Obama and Hillary were in bed with Putin. They, Putin loved them. Putin would have loved for Hillary to come to power. Because she would have given America even further away to the Russians and to the Chinese. Because she is a Russian communist. She's a Russian oligarch. And she is a Chinese communist. Be very clear about that. If you don't think Walmart is Chinese communism, you are mistaken. And what is really going on here? He's saying he's been tougher on Russians than anybody. He even kept up. Trump kept up. The stupid Obama sanctions for Russian meddling when there was no Russian meddling and everybody knows it. Okay? So, he's also stating, and this is the second or third time in the last few weeks that he stated this out of the blue. Why is he addressing this? He's addressing this because he's telling you that he's putting sanctions on Oleg Deripaska and the others who really did meddle in the Russian in the Russians who meddled in the election, and that he's lifting sanctions on others that were fake. And I'm not going to tell you who the others are, because we really don't want to bring this to too much attention. But we've already seen the U.S. Treasury head, Munchen, already state this, and he said it over and over again. He said that he's lifting some sanctions and placing more sanctions on Russians. He's not telling you who, and when they ask who, they, he basically looked at them and said, go jump in a lake. Uh, I'm not telling you who. Why? They don't have to. Well, This when, is presidential authority. When are we going to put um, sanctions on the Brits for their meddling in our election? I mean, it's so overt, obvious. We have the indictable evidence that shows it. I'm going to bet that Stefan Halper's three banks in Russia, which are CIA fronts, which are used to basically launder rogue CIA funds, have basically either been closed or had so many sanctions put on them that they cannot operate any longer. I'm going to suggest that Sir Dearlove and other members of the Privy Council may find it a little harder to get their money out of supposed American asset management companies or fake American companies that are really British fronts. I'm going to suggest that all of that is already going on, and that is the reason that we are seeing some of the things behind the scenes that are happening. For instance, why did the second vote on Brexit not go forward after George Soros put 10,000 of his soldiers on the streets 
of England. Why is it still being held up? If Brexit goes forward, George Soros loses, okay? Then why is that happening? Because George Soros probably has had sanctions put upon him. But we don't know these things, and we can't know these things because these... Well, that's why we're counting on you to read between the lines. Well, then you look at the fact that he didn't go to Davos. Davos is when the entire world bows down to George Soros, who has attacked at least 14 countries with color revolutions where he has attempted to destroy their economies, coming in with predatory chaos economic Marxism, which is basically the strong will survive after he creates... The revolution. The revolution usually centered around an election. He's still trying to take the election away from Trump. Believe it or not, even up until recently, only a few Democrats hung on, but there are still some Democrats who only recently said they finally conceded that Trump is the president and that Hillary Clinton will not be made president this time round. That's how sick these people are in their mind. So what is going on here is... Trump has been very tough with sanctions, but he wants a good relationship with Russia. Obama and Hillary had a good relationship. It would change everything if he could simply lift the stupid sanctions that the Congress has their eye on that were placed there by Obama in his uh, stupid attempt as a response to Russian meddling in the election. The next tweet reads, Lion James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter St- and his lover, Agent Lisa Page and Moore, all disgraced and or fired and caught in the act. These are just some of the losers that tried to do a number on your president. Part of the witch hunt. Remember the insurance policy? This is it. When he redacts, or when he demonstrates that Michael Horowitz did not redact and release the information used for the FISA warrant for Carter Page which is basically the crossfire, uh, different than the one used for the crossfire hurricane. But when those FISA requests, and particularly the one on Carter Page, are released and unredacted, that's what he's talking about. He's making fun of them. He's basically taunting them because he's saying, you were caught in the act of a coup d'etat, you were, and before that, you were caught in the act of trying to overthrow a president-elect. And before that, you were caught in the act of meddling in the election and blaming it on the Russians. And it's all right there in the text messages, and it's right there in the evidence that they presented through the Steele dossier, which was completely concocted. But on the other hand, the information they presented is verification uh, and for the continuance for the, all four of those FISA warrants demonstrates that it was completely made up. They knew it, and that it was actually the way we said, and we the only ones who have ever said this, and we're still saying this, and I'll say it again. From the beginning, we told you that there would be not an investigation of Trump, because they'd already done that. The FBI had done one on his father and one on him. They'd done one on everybody. They'd sent every bad person that they knew who was an FBI asset to try to penetrate the Trump camp, including Carter Page, including other idiots that were used, including people like Stephen Halper. So what was really going on? They had, from the beginning, chosen who we told you. The head of the counterintelligence department of the CIA would have to join with the counterintelligence department of the FBI, would have to join with the 
Department of Justice National Security Division, and under the guise of national security, by writing national security letters, they would basically bring a, a counterintelligence operation against Trump, not an investigation. That would have been illegal. This is an, and what was it based upon? We know for a fact it was based upon no intelligence whatsoever, but we do know that they say that they could not have, that would be CIA, FBI, DOJ, say they could not have gotten the warrant without the Steele dossier, the fake dossier. And because of that, they really won't get hung because there was no hearing. They were all four applications, those warrants. I told you from the beginning, there didn't need to be one. And we have the IG, Inspector in General, report on the way that they didn't use these internationally or nationally properly. Comey ignored them almost completely. So that's the reason that it was an extraordinary thing for them to get it and call it the insurance policy. But in the end, it was their insurance policy to impeach Trump because the counterintelligence operation will not stop. It has not stopped to this day. The witch hunt is that counterintelligence op- investigation. I'm going to say until I see all these texts, I'm holding out that the insurance policy were their assassination attempts, not impeachment. I'm just saying. And that's why we need to see these texts, because we want to know truth. Democrats should come back to Washington and work to the end of the shutdown, while at the same time ending the horrible humanitarian crisis at our southern border. I am in the White House waiting for you. I've seen pictures of where these Democrats have been on vacation. None of them took a vacation on the southern border, Betsy. Not a one of them went down there and asked an asylum seeker to come to their house while they're on vacation. And by the way, they're being paid because they are not considered to be non-essential personnel, though they should be because they're not there for a vote. If you're not there in Congress for a vote, you're non-essential, you should be fired, first off. Second off, it shows that you are worse than an obstructionist. So I'm saying they're all hypocrites. If they're not trying to solve this problem, or at least look at the problem, which now you notice there's been a dozen Democrats come out to say, oh, you know, it's maybe be okay to have a fence. Might be okay to reinforce a wall. They all but say, hey, let's get a cement wall. Let's get a concrete wall. They're just about there. Why? Well, this is literally because they've hit the wall. And this is the, each party has, because the globalists have run out of conversation, and so have we. The globalists do not want us to protect our country. And we are standing here saying we are going to protect our country. So the line between these two has literally become a wall on our southern border. And we must hold firm. We must have a border to protect our country from these invaders of all types. If you don't want a wall and you don't want to be on the inside of that wall in domestic free America then you are a George Soros socialist, chaos, Marxist, predator, invader of America who wants to think that you can break laws and stand there and say you're not breaking laws. That's who George Soros is. He doesn't pay taxes, folks. He takes that money, pours it back into non-government organizations to get his way in all these political matters and then through collection cam- election campaign fraud and through all kinds of irregularities and super PACs and all kinds of things, such machinations you can't even believe it, he gets his way. And this 
is what I'm totally sick of myself. So if you are not on the inside of that wall with President Trump in a secure America, then basically you're not an American. And I'm going to jump a few tweets ahead because he does uh, remind people to call the Dem senators or congresswoman or man and tell them to get it done. It's a humanitarian crisis. He is he has a call to action for all of us, and you can do it. You can open up your browser. You can type in contact my representative, and the phone number and the email address are going to come. And before you leave, get something sent to your congressperson. We have to speak up. This is what President Trump needs us to do, to show the force of who we are out here on our Congress people. And every moment that the Dems don't act and they're simply obstructionists, and the government stays shut down, but that's not the issue. That they don't act on a national security issue. He said 45-minute meeting, it could be done. 30-minute meeting, now he says 15. Why? Because it can be done in five. He wrote a letter and gave it to the world and to every member of Congress. It's his plan. That's what he says is needed by the people on the ground to make us have a secure border. We're spending $86 billion in U.S. aid through the Secretary of of state be giving money to build walls in Jordan and Israel, in Iraq, and many other places. Billions of dollars to build walls, but not one penny for a wall on our southern border. As Betsy says, they're running up against that wall and they are exploding because they are showing how stupid they are. Because there's only one question here, folks. Give me one good reason why you don't want a secure border. Because you are the enemy and you want America for your own. That's it. There you go. Okay, Uh, let's uh, go on to the next one. Uh, 23% of federal inmates are illegal immigrants. Border arrests are up 240% in the great state of Texas between 2011 and 2018. There were a total of 292,000 crimes by illegal aliens, 539 murders, 32,000 assaults, 3,426 sexual assaults, 3,000 weapons charges. Democrats, come back. He's like ringing a cowbell, you know, telling them to come in from grazing in the back 40 because they just are so clueless. By the way, multiply these figures times as many as 50 because that's only one state he's talking about. That's Texas. That's not mentioning California, which is much worse. And then there are cities that have these kind of statistics too. And when he says 23% of inmates, those are federal inmates, as he points out. If you count the state, then 45% of all inmates in all prisons in America are illegal aliens who have nev- should have never been here to begin with. And Dems, come back now, because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is ripping things up. You'll have nothing left if you don't get back soon. But think about the cost of just keeping these people imprisoned. They're illegal. And we're housing them, clothing them, feeding them in our prison system. They need to go back to their home countries. Yes, and because we have these crazy regulations, some of them are in there because these are, um, what did Obama call it, Uh, unaccompanied minors, when really they were MS-13 gang members, and they weren't minors at all. And then we flew them to cities throughout all of America, and we should have noticed then they weren't minors, and now they're in prison. You are talking not of hundreds, hundreds of billions a year, don't get me giving you totals on this, but I can give you some totals that'll show it's three, four hundred, five hundred billion a year, and most of that turns into debt. That doesn't count many of the things like we're talking about here. 
We have spent trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars, six trillion against uh, since the Iraqi war is on Islamic fascism. Well, we've spent that much also on illegal aliens in our own country, and we don't want to admit it because of what? Because of some socialists who want to have political correctness? I just watched a fake reporter from the Amazon Washington Post say the White House is chaotic. There does not seem to be a strategy for the shutdown. There is no plan. The fakes always like talking about chaos. There is none. In fact, there's almost nobody in the White House but me. Now, I do have something to say about uh, the Washington Post. Now, as y'all may have uh, read, Jeff Bezos and his wife of 25 years have decided to divorce. And I find this very odd right now. And I just want to tell you what I'm feeling about this. You know, this is a play that we saw with some of the executives, well, at least one of the executives at Enron. And he had a large uh, uh, holdings of Enron. He can't just sell it because he, I mean, he knows his company's going to tank. He can't sell early because then that's insider trading. So he doesn't do that. Instead, he divorces his wife. Then they take this to the court and the court orders him to sell his stock so that he can pay off his wife. So then he's not accused of inside info to sell early. That's what I think is going on here. I tell you, you got Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos. To me, they look like a CIA husband and wife all over. Been married for 25 years, no prenup, and everything out there looks like it was written for a National Enquirer tabloid kind of crapola that you see. I mean, really, who really cares that Jeff Bezos took a picture of his private parts and sent it to his mistress? Really, we really don't care, Jeff. And his estimated worth is $137 billion. So if they play this out the way that the Enron folks did, then a court could force him to sell. What would happen to Amazon stock then? I mean, people wake up and look and see... Ask yourself, are you being played, if it matters to you? You may not even have Amazon stock, but pay attention to Jeff. All right, back to the Washington Post. I totally agree. The Washington Post, I hope, uh, collapses when Amazon collapses because it doesn't pay the same rates as everybody else pays for the U.S. postage, and it has CIA contracts where it has information it shouldn't have. And so, yes, when the split comes in the family court, which can do any darn thing that it wants— the capriciousness of a family court judge is unparalleled in human history. It makes Washington Post, first off, I want to say, it's a joke. It's like onion. It's worse than the National Enquirer. You get more truth from the National Enquirer than you get from the Washington well, Post. Well, maybe that's why Jeff made sure that all of his stories went to the National Enquirer so people would read it. <laughs> because if it was at the Washington Post, it wouldn't. But anyway, and so, um, and then the next tweet, I do have a plan on the shutdown. But to understand the plan, you'd have to understand the fact that I won the election. I promised safety and security for the American people. Part of that promise was a wall at the southern border. Elections have consequences. That's a quote from Obama. Elections have consequences, he would say. Oh, really? And then he would say, I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to just do anything I want. And so he's basically making fun of that. Uh, Trump's uh, plan is basically the mother of all bombs. It's the bunker buster. It's, it's sorry, Democrats. This is the Democratic campaign uh, moment of extinction. Because if you can't answer the question, please, opposition party, Democrats, socialists, whatever you call yourself now, fascist, I call you, 
Give a reason why you do not want border security. And please, answer to the statistics being given by everyone, including the Department of Homeland Security, about the deaths created by illegal aliens, the costs, just the medical costs that are now being incurred by a Devin Newsom, nuisance in California, the governor, who basically says, come Gavin, on. Gavin. Gavin Newsom, who used to be the husband of Kimberly Gulfoyle, whatever her name is, who was also a lawyer for Raza Lawyer Association, you know, that talking head on propaganda media, who's hanging out with Donald Trump Jr.? Tell me what that's about. I thought Gavin Newsom was gay. Was he gay when he was married to Kimberly? Or did Kimberly make him decide he'd rather play for the other team? What is going on here, people? Open your eyes and see what's in front of you. Well, isn't Nancy Pelosi his auntie? Yes, Nancy Pelosi is Gavin's aunt. Well, then think about that. If that was your auntie and she kissed you every Thanksgiving, it would probably st- turn you against all sex after that. I think it was of marriage. It's a, it was one of marriage, so he knew, knew her later in life. But the thing is, is you, these close circles, uh, people, the media doesn't want you to look at what's going on here, but you need to look at what's going on here. This is the New Age Hitler, because Angela Merkel, the supposed uh, basically political daughter of George Soros is saying the same thing as good old Gavin Newsom's out there in California. He is clearly an open borders Soros paid puppet, Nancy Pelosi, no brain politician, uniparty, grab all that I can and become a mega millionaire on a very humble salary of being a Congress member. So anyway, the question is, the plan is very simple. Any Democrat, you want to run in 2020? Answer the question. Why would you resist having a secure border? Give one reason. And they can't. And that's the reason they've all ran away from D.C. because none of them can answer that question. But until the elections are are no longer rigged, these are the type of people that are going to continue to win. So we need to work on those rigged elections, and that needs to be done on a local basis. Um, the, we're going to wrap it up with this final tweet, um, and Trump is saying, Democrats come back from their vacations and get back to work. I'm in the White House ready to sign. I'm available, and I am an essential personnel, Trump is saying, and you are non-essential personnel because you are simply obstructionists. And if you don't vote, then you shouldn't get paid. So perhaps we should just take you and put you on furlough also. That's what I think he is insinuating here. And basically he's saying, I'm ready to sign in five minutes, and then I'm ready to immediately start building a barrier, a wall of truth, a barrier not wanted by the Uniparty, and not certainly wanted by the socialist Marxist fascists who are destabilizing America through this one particular issue which they refuse to look at. It is just the monsters, the dinosaurs standing in the room that they say is not in the room whatsoever. So really what this is, it's the worst invasion on our own domestic soil in American history. It's costing us trillions of dollars. And so Trump is saying, come back to D.C., face the wall And you're on which side? Please tell us. Either the inside and you vote for a barrier or you're on the outside with the globalists.